Welcome back to Barely Series. You're about to listen to episode 185, but before we get into the podcast, new tour just dropped on February 10th through February 25th. I'm touring the Midwest, coming through Nebraska, Wyoming, South Dakota, Minnesota, and North Dakota. All the details are on my Instagram. If you want to come out, if you live in those shithole places, come on out. And with that out of the way, enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 185. I'm chilling out here in the Mexican Project House with Joe Begley. What's up, dude? What up, dog? Let's just get right into what you were talking about. All right, dude. So we were uh, we were talking shit about a particular comic that supposedly <laughs> um, is going to have a tough time at uh, at a certain comedy venue tonight. This is what blows my mind, right? So we're just discussing this person. Yeah. They've been doing comedy for four years at this point. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know how long she's been doing it, but it has to be at least four years. And I keep seeing people run into this problem. And this is what I like about you with what you're doing, right? Dude, there are people who've been doing comedy for four or five years, and they have like 15 minutes of material. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in some cases, 10. That comes out, like, if if you can do basic math, right? 15 minutes over five years is three minutes of material written every year <laughs> you should be embarrassed yeah. like the the amount of people that fucking come into this business and they go okay this is what i want to do for a living i love stand up this is my dream and this is my life's purpose this is your life's purpose but you can't write three minutes is that how you enter of your life's purpose? Is that how you enter comedy what as like a, this is my dream this is no oh, okay absolutely right, cool. not I was about to say, what the hell? I wasn't good enough at guitar to go pro, you know? <laughs> so I'm fucking doing this. Yeah, dude, I mean, I just kind of started, I didn't start with any, like, it was, you know, I guess a dream of mine, but I never dreamed about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, uh, I just found my yearbook from mm-hmm. middle school, and on one of the pages, there was a page that said, I predict in 2022, I will be a, and, you know, everybody just wrote, you know, astronaut fucking astrophysicist like whatever and i wrote comedian interesting don't remember writing it don't know why i wrote it it's not like i was sitting in class dreaming about it i was the class clown but it wasn't like you know there you go and so you know then years pass you don't i don't know how to how do you go to your first open mic really like i didn't really know any of that and then i just stumbled Mm -hmm. upon an open mic and i was like how do you fucking do this how do you get up there and you know you do the whole thing where like when you're thinking about it you start just kind of showing up to mics but you don't really go up yeah, and then, or shows, and you know, and then I started going to the Irvine Improv a bunch, hit it up an open mic, and then just never stopped. This is, this is the thing about comedy; it's too accessible. What? It's too accessible. Anybody could do it. It's the anybody <laughs> could do it. Everybody's like, that's what makes it amazing. Literally, anybody can get up there, and I'm like, no, you guys don't get it. When you go to an open <laughs> mic, you literally sit down and you go, oh fuck, literally anyone can do this. Like I was talking to Jack Burke about this. It's it's insane how many people are competent stand ups, right? Mm. Like when you just look around, like there's a large number of people that can do this for four minutes. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> and it like, it makes me mad when I'm go up and I'm like, fuck man, that guy's actually pretty good. Like there's nothing better than just like hating an open mic. <laughs> <they> suck. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel the opposite. I feel mm. the opposite. I've always kind of been like, like I feel like a defender of open micers mm-hmm. almost, but, but I've almost been like forced into situations where I've had to, mm-hmm. like where I've seen like people get like exploited and I was like a like a prominent figure in that scene where I'd be like, all right, let's, let's cut that shit How'd they get exploited? These are my favorite comedy stories. Somebody oh, got dude. exploited or fucked up. So there's this place that opened up in Long Beach, California called Therapeutic Noise. Oh, who cares? It's, it's closed. But there's this guy who's like this super right wing, like crazy uh, like open mic guy 
who just, I don't know where he got the money from, but he just like opened this place. It was going to be like this new comedy club, but instead of it being a comedy club, they would just run like slotted mics, uh, like pay to play slotted mics, but in like Long Beach. So it's like Orange mm-hmm. County is like right there. There's thousands of free, or not thousands, you know, there's plenty of stage time for free. Like nobody good is going over there to just pay for that, which led to, you know, just like brand new open micers like going there for like their first time, their second time ever. And this dude running the place is like ass at comedy. And so he started running these like feedback mics where people would pay like extra to like get advice from him after their set in front of also like six other brand new open mic comedians. And then during the pandemic, they started, you know, we're open, we're open. Like the beginning of the pandemic when everything was like crazy, they're like, we're open, like come on down. And like people started like calling in and like, Sending bomb threats and like all this crazy stuff, but my whole thing—they were mad that the place was open. Yeah, stuff like that. It was California, but uh, I just kind of there was a Facebook post, and we got in this huge like Facebook fight. And I never do Facebook fights. I think it's like a like not a bad look because it's just like it's just just comes off as like you just can't change anyone's mind. It's just a yeah, it's just a waste. It's a complete waste of time. I've never once like very rarely have I said a comment on Instagram or Facebook or something, and somebody's gotten mad at me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then been like, oh my God, I was so, I, I didn't even think of it that way. My I don't bad. even comment good my shit. Bad. Yeah. I don't even say like great, like I, Mike's new ice cream. I liked it. I didn't comment great shit. There was like a hundred comments, all his friends. I'm like, I'm not, yep. I don't comment on anybody's posts. Dude, I, well, just, I like shared a Lex Friedman thing and this girl that I'm friends with, like was just, it was explaining to me why, like what I shared was just like not okay. <laughs> and I just replied and I was like, dude. I am just in a position right now where I'm just not going to argue with people on the internet anymore. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, this is my, if you want to talk about it in person, if we bump into each other, I'd love to talk to you about it, but I'm just not going to do this. I'm not going to type out an argument with you. And she was like, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my buddy that I started with, he would love to get in Facebook fights. Dom, he would get in Facebook fights all the time and he would get like, owned like there was there was this one there was this uh do you know Paige wesley wait first tell me what happened with this fucking guy oh yeah Yeah. so uh i get in this facebook fight and i like kind of just basically took the stance of like like you suck dick you're in no position to be giving people advice let alone charging people advice uh and so you know i don't even i don't give people advice at all i i hate that i hate when people try and give me advice unless Mm -hmm. it's like like you're not don't come up to me and be like, hey, man, I got this tag unless like we drove here together. Like if we're like tight like that, if like you have my cell phone number, and you could call me. Cool. Yeah. Give yeah. Me advice tags. But if you're some like random guy, that's like, oh, I thought you were going to say this. And I'm like, no, what I said was funnier. That's why it worked. You know? Yeah, but, I do hate that, dude. But there was, you know, some, then randomly someone will say something that's like actually like really funny. And you're like, all right, you know, thanks. But still also, you know, still also like, get fucked. Yeah. Um, and the place shut down. Like the guy like lost the place because nobody would go to these places because everybody just started speaking out against it. It's ridiculous. There's like a there's a I don't know how much money that guy lost. There's a push a T line from the album Daytona and it's uh it's bricklayers and ball shorts coaching from the side of the ball court. And I think that is very accurate description of a bunch of people in stand up that just come out what was it it's like bricklayers and ball shorts of people who can't hit a jumper coaching from the side of the ball court it's basically just like talking about like people who just like fucking give advice and get on high horses even though they have no idea what the fuck they're doing and it's the perfect thing for stand-up because like dude there's so many people that either run a comedy class or club or they give advice they give notes it's like, dude, don't don't invite me to be a part of your writing group. Literally, fucking ever. <laughs> I would I would rather die than be a part of your writing group. And also, like, dude, 
the amount of people who will go like, yeah, go to like a feedback mic mm-hmm. or pay even worse, pay money to get started. Well, like, the, dude, there's people making six figure incomes off of telling people <laughs> how to start comedy when they've never made, they've never like put anything together for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's fucking nuts. Well, that's why I said something because it's people who just don't know. That's why he's exploiting these people who just don't know better. And so mm-hmm. I kind of just took it upon myself to let them know better. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, do you know Paige Wesley? Nope. Uh, she's a, a very large female comedian <laughs> out of L.A. And she posted when this, this is back to what I was saying about Dom getting in Facebook fights, even though he would get absolutely like obliterated, like mm-hmm. in the comments, he would just still fight. And I was like, dude, this is not a good look. And uh, she posted something about how so she, she thought some guy was following her and she was like scared for her safety or something. And then uh, Dom just comments on this post, just being like, bitch, please. Like nobody's trying to rape you. Oh my God. Dude. Dude, what a fucking animal. <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, his comment gets zero likes. She responds <laughs> with something uh, and it gets like 50 likes. <laughs> and then he... <laughs> dude, the, the just masochism of some of these bros, dude. Dude, you could search. You could search. By... He left it up. No, you could search by words and I have it in my camera. Roll. I'm sure I could just search page Wesley. Oh, my I'm sure God. I um. Yeah, but oh yeah, here we go. Uh, he say he was like, "You're not gonna get murdered or raped, bro." And now all these like comments, and then he says, "They're probably just trying to be nice, dude. No offense or anything, but I don't think everyone who talks to you is hitting on you. In fact, I'd go as far to say that 99.9 percent of them aren't. LOL. Stay humble, G." <laughs> <laughs> and look at this. Oh my god. Thirty-two replies just to that comment. Zero likes. Just, what is wrong with this guy? Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> Tom, he just doesn't care. He just loves to like troll. And I was like, I had to have like a sit down conversation with her. I was like, or with him and just be like, look, dude, like, I know you think it's funny and stuff, but like, you don't see, you don't see like Mark Norman going on like people's threads and call them fat no. asses. You know, like, it's just not a, it's not a good, you don't see. But dude, the fact that those type of people exist just like makes the world a funnier place. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, I was dying the whole time, but I was just like, bro, dude, like, there are, are legitimate psychos out here that like, will bro, just go like, this is the move. <laughs> the move. The like, move she, is, like, she books I should come at this. I should. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, what should I do in this situation? Um, I should probably talk about how no one wants to fuck this shit. <laughs> That's probably the move. <laughs> Christ. I actually have something I was talking about somebody to, uh, yesterday about. So you know what's going on with the whole like you know Chris D'Elia thing. The whole yeah. So somebody posted some expose about him, right? Yeah. Did you watch it? I haven't seen it. Yet. I did. Is it bad? Is it? I mean, bad? it's there's not really any new information that we didn't already know. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like you know having it all in one place is dope. Was it backing up some of the accusations like and shit though? Yeah. I mean, there was actually there was. I mean, his ex tour manager came out and was like, "Yeah, this is all true." And then you know they he like Snapchat FaceTime to one of the chicks that was posting stuff, and she used like her friend's cell phone to like record a video of her on the FaceTime, and he was just like, "You know, if you could delete that stuff, that'd be great." <laughs> it, it, it's the whole thing is yeah it's wild but there actually was one part that was absolutely hilarious i laughed out loud at um oh boy <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was so he would have these girls like go and like tattoo his initials like on their on their neck what and stuff. the fuck that's not funny right but the funny thing wait is, what 
Yeah, so this girl Dude, goes. Uh, <laughs> so, so like a bi- some guy would fuck one of these girls and be like, big Kevin Durant fan, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's CD. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but this girl, like on the, she like, like has her face doing an interview with Kyle. She's like, yeah, I used my last dollar to get this tattoo. I could, and then he didn't pay me. So I didn't, I couldn't take a ride home. I had to walk 13 miles home. And I was like, that's hilarious. So bad. She oh. spent her last dollar getting that dude's name on her. Like that. Why? Yikes! Just don't. Just don't do it. <laughs> just, <laughs> just don't do it, bro. You, you, <laughs> but um, yeah. So then the thing that I was talking about is that like people will be like, "That's crazy," or like you know the whole Bill Cosby or any other comedians that like have done some crazy like Louis C.K. like all this crazy stuff. It's like I think that it's not surprising at all because if you've ever gone to an open mic, you know that these people are fucking crazy, psychotic. Most of them are losers. We're losers like all throughout high school and then all of a sudden, you know, a beer gets thrown at them. Now they're famous and now they have power. Yeah. It's like it's not that shocking that they would do something like that because Mm. they're it's – they're just some random person who now is famous and has chicks being like this. And they're not, I don't think it's that shocking. At you know all. what is, you know what is shocking to me is people who do weird shit. How fucking cool absolute psychos can be just hanging out. You know what I mean? Like you hear some stories about some of the people around Austin and some of the weird shit. Some of these guys mm-hmm. do and you're like, but then you talk to them and you're like this dude, like before you know that, Right before you knew any of the details, and you know who I'm talking about, a couple of these fucking creeps. I around, think I know exactly who around the about. Austin comedy scene. You're like, this guy's pretty chill. <laughs> I like this guy. Like, he literally had a beer at Shangri La, and then something comes out. And you go, what the fuck, dude? Like, he's doing that? Are you kidding me? Like, I'm, yeah, it's wild. There's, <laughs> yeah, need to uh, not speak to that dude literally ever again. I'll, I'll ask you who I think it is. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it's very weird, but it's like, yeah, I think it all comes down to just like these people were like, nobody's there's the whole thing. is like, these people like don't get pussy. And then all of a sudden they have like all this pussy and you expect them not to like do something crazy. Some of the people that we're talking about, they're still in the no pussy territory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's bad. I don't know, dude. There's some weird people out there. And I think. I don't know, man. Some of the people, it's like, it is surprising where you're like, how the fuck can you just day to day just just be like, hey, what's up? And then behind <laughs> the scenes, you're just doing wild shit, dude. Just the way like people can have literally multiple personalities. Uh-huh. So like, that's what I didn't understand about like the level of like psychopath and delusion you run into on like different levels of comedy. It like persists all the way to the top. Like mm-hmm. if you've ever been a feature at any club, like you know how crazy some people are where you're like what the fuck like dude like dudes that have been on snl where you're like you're the biggest asshole i've ever met literally in my entire life really i can't believe i have to be around you <laughs> it's fucking insane i feel like i've had generally good experiences I've had 90 percent with... positive and okay. then that one ten percent right. you're like what the fuck yeah. actually probably 80 20 a couple people where you're like damn you are difficult <laughs> and you're just being this way just to do it i had a dude one time bring his own feature on the road that had autism and the kids on stage right and uh the dude's like having a tough time and i'm hosting the show he goes joe come here he goes, come out come outside the stage with me and i'm like what's up and he goes look at this fucking idiot <laughs> 
he's terrible at comedy, isn't he? And I'm like, dude, you brought this guy with you. So he just like brings this kid with fucking autism around with him so that he can make fun of him behind his back while he's on stage. And I'm like, dude, you are like, you just have to keep your mouth shut, right? Because these people like bring money to the club. So you got to be like, okay, man. And then, you know, didn't really participate with the dude. Came back to the green room. He'd locked my bags out of the green room. Never spoke with him again. Was kicked off the rest of the weekend. Was you like, were? Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? Because I wasn't like, yeah, dude, this guy fucking blows. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it would be one thing if if you went to a comedy club and you were the headliner and you're coming into town mm-hmm. and the club has assigned you someone that is severely autistic, that has no idea what to do with comedy. Would it be rude for you to say, this guy's a fucking idiot, this guy sucks, and to talk shit about him? Yes. Would you still like have a right to be upset if a club assigned you that guy? <laughs> yeah. Probably. But when you picked the dude and we're like, <laughs> hey, dude, do you want to come up to San Jose for the weekend with me and we'll see how it goes just so you can talk shit about him for six shows in a row? What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? It's weird to like care about that stuff. So like when so when I headlined the weekend at the Harrisburg Comedy mm-hmm. Zone, and I brought Mike with me. The host that they gave us was this guy who was you know he wasn't very good. I forgot what his name was, but he wasn't very good. And after the first show, he turns out he listens to the podcast. That's why I was like, I, was, biggest, I forgot his name. I totally know his name. No, I, I don't. Uh, but, biggest fan game. Uh, he was you know clearly he just was starting. Your biggest out. fan. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go hang himself now. Yeah. But, uh, and so me and Mike are like playing pool and this guy, and so like this, have you ever been to Harrisburg? No. It's like, it's, I don't even know if it's the capital or some other city's the capital of Pennsylvania. I don't know, but there's like a downtown area, but it's like, there's like nothing to do there. And so this guy comes up with like his buddies and we were like, so I asked him, I was like, Hey, like where's the after hour spot? You know, we only had the Friday it was only one show. So like, it's like 10 PM. And we're like, what's, what's the after hours about? Where should we go? And he goes, oh, if you guys are, this, he says this uh, 100% serious. He's like, if you guys are trying to fuck some underage girls, you should go to Sawyer's. And me and Mike. Who said that the host of the, the show? The host of the show. Oh, my God. I was like, me and, Mike, me and Mike looked at each other. like out of the, Was like, he making a joke about it being a place with like fake IDs? Or was he actually no, trying he to bring being, you to a child sex prostitution ring? I think it was a mix of both. Because, Yikes. And so we were like. Yikes. Me and Mike oh were just boy. like, God damn, we have to work with this guy tomorrow too? But I also like didn't say anything about it. I was like, all right, you know, thanks, bro. No, because it's like, in, I mean, it's not like you're fucking Shane Gillis and you're like yeah. selling out six shows in a row. You can't yeah. be like, hey, fuck you or yeah. give me a different guy or I'm not coming yeah, back. You yeah. just kind of got to eat it. Yeah, but it was just like, but also I thought it was, I think it's hilarious now. It's just like, just the, I wish I had a video of this guy's face and how serious he was. Like if he had like smiled after saying that, we'd be like, oh, you know, oh, like, he was, he didn't even like giggle. It wasn't like, no, no, oh, no. Yeah, and we were just like, is there any other places in town? Is there a Denny's? You know, like, yeah. And uh, we ended up going to Sawyer's. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. Mike, we ended up going to Sawyer's. Oh my God, Galen. Only because, <laughs> only because so we, we were like, fuck it. We'll just go downtown. We'll find somewhere. And we're walking. There's this extremely beautiful woman like asked me for a cigarette or something. So I like, I gave her a cigarette and I was like, well, you know, where are you going? She goes, Oh, I'm going to Sawyer's. It's like the only thing with people in town. And we're like, that's all that guy had to say. That's, that's the only I, thing with people in town. But then she also did say, if you're you know, like check IDs and we're like, Oh, all right. And then like they checked me and Mike's ID and we look fucking 30. Yeah. It was, it was, it was weird. And everybody there was like, it was just 
there was like a sausage fest and everybody there was like 40 years old. So I don't know what the fuck they were talking about, but we had a, we went to, we went to Philly the next day and you know, I noticed in our picture in front of the Liberty Bell, I zoomed in and on our hands, we still had the Sawyer stamps. And I was like, dude, we got to wash these off before the show tomorrow or the show tonight because these people in Harrisburg are going to see it and be like, know that we went to like the pedo bar last night. Oh, God. <laughs> and they're not going to laugh at our shit. <laughs> we went to the pedo bar. Oh, my God, Galen. <laughs> 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 oh, dude. Bro. <sighs> I mean, yeah, going out on the road, there is. Just like trying to entertain yourself is a challenge, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. like lucky you got Mike with you. I've, I've done a couple solo shows where you're like, bro, I'm fucking bored to death. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Like, please let me bring one of the boys. Please let me bring one of the boys. I try my best to always do that. Even if I like lose money or like, like if I break even. I'm so like, I've wanted to ask you about this for a while because I, I meant to like DM you on Instagram about this. Dude, how did you start setting up this like brewery tour? How did you start like doing all these so, out of town gigs. This is the the this is the first brewery tour I'm doing with this guy. But my buddy, my buddy started touring for this guy, this mm-hmm. like entertainment company, and so I just like sent my press kit in and said, you know, I'd love to, you know, I headline clubs and you know I've done this, this, and that. My podcast does this, and That's you know, would love to, uh, you know, get my, you know, my. I think the words I said was my boots back in the dirt. I want my boots back in the dirt and just get back on the road yeah and uh yeah and so now i'm doing it uh the guy just sent us the dates and the details and everything like that but uh that's what's up he books a whole tour for you yeah yeah well it's it's through like the entertainment company and stuff does he like take a cut of what you guys make at the club yeah 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 how yeah. much uh i don't know no oh, okay I just Wait, know. actually that's a bad on podcast yeah, yeah, question. Yeah. but i Terrible. actually i also don't know okay uh, i just know what we're getting per show nice. um but yeah, but the whole thing with like the comedy zone was like a complete accident. Like most of the time, like most of the stuff is just like right place, right time. I was, uh, so I'm from Orange County, California. Started doing stand up out there, there in L.A. And now that I'm out here, I'm now close. I was born in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. Lived there for three years, and then my mom moved back to California. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but my aunt still lives there. And so I was like, this is the first time I'm closer to there than home. So I went to Fort Walton Beach, Florida for Thanksgiving in 2021 and i was driving through and just like i said like total luck i happened to drive on the the wrong street and i see this venue with the fucking billboard or the marquee and it said you know comedy this saturday and i was like okay cool like i'll be in town like and so i do some research on the venue go to the event website Mm -hmm. see who's headlining and i just shot the guy dm and i was like hey man like i sent him my press kit i was like here's my press kit you know if you have you know a guest spot you could break off you know i would be you know a great add to the show yeah. And um, he responded back and he's like, he's like, yeah, man, come on, come do 10 minutes. I was like, sweet. And so I was thinking it was going to be just some like shit bag, bar show, you know, just like whatever. Mm-hmm. I walk in there, there's 250 people there, like sold out Comedy Zone. I was like, Whoa. what the fuck? Yeah, it was crazy. And then I like had an amazing set. And I hadn't even like gone up in like a week because I was like, yeah. just like in town. An amazing set. And uh, also, I do like set up punchline and like other stuff. So it's not like I'm like, telling a story and my, my timing's off. Like I could go a month off and then still have fine timing. Uh, yeah. But I get fucked up, dude. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so then the guy, it turns out this dude books like the USO tours and like is super connected with all these other things. And he hit me up on Facebook the next day and was like, Hey man, like if you ever, uh, if we're ever in town in the same place again, you're always welcome on any of my shows. And I was like, for sure, dude. And then a month later he hit me up out of the blue and he booked a comedy zone in Kansas 
He's like, hey, I want you to come headline this Comedy Zone in Kansas. You just, you know, bring your buddy to feature. And I was like, for sure. And then like three days before that, it got canceled. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was like, oh, man, you know, I wish there was something we could do. But the, the venue pulled the contract. So it's like, you know, it was just like it's like a lease. And, yeah. um, and then he was like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to give you the the main email for like the head guy. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, all oh, right. Yeah. And he's like, just say this and send your press kit and, you know, we'll see. And then they gave me Fort Walton Beach, the same venue, as like an audition. And I went there and killed it. Sick. So, yeah. But all, all luck. If I just drove down a different street, would have never done so that. Would have like never done this. I'm trying to figure out how to monetize what the fuck I'm doing. That's my main thing yeah. right now. It's like I've got this massive online audience and I'm doing like Bozeman, Montana in a month and that's it. <laughs> like really? I, need, I need to get out on the road, baby. Yeah. I got to book some shows. I'm still absolutely clueless. Like I, yeah, I am. Same. Dude, I, I am like, I am tailor-made to have the business of comedy dialed in. Like, I was a fucking business major in college. I knew mm-hmm. what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I I fucking, um, I don't know. I just, like, should know how to do do the business side of this shit. And I'm horrible. I'm one of the worst. It's fucking terrible. So, <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know any of that stuff. I just kind of, I just understand, like, the the inside and the outside of, like, you know, you kind of like without like sucking people's dick, just kind of like knowing how to like, just be like, I don't know. I just, it's kind of, it's just hard to explain. I just kind of just, I guess I'm good with networking maybe. Yeah. It's good shit. But, uh, I also, when I do get these opportunities, I go up there and I smash them. So it's like, there's no, and so they, it, the word just travels of being like, Hey, you know, this happens. Also, like, do you have, you have a press kit, right? No. Oh, you got to get a fucking. <laughs> I know. Kit, I'm bro. working on. It. I got to get yeah. headshots first. Yeah. Yeah. I, dude, I have a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, and I do not have headshots. <laughs> <laughs> and but I'm waiting till I highlight my hair again to do it. Yeah. So, no. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, get a press kit. That's like the number one thing that'll like separate you from the. So like you know whenever the reason so I'll get like these gigs because people will like post and be like we'll just like send me these things. And they'll be like, hey, you know, submit for this. I need a, a headliner for this that pays, you know, a thousand bucks. You could bring a feature and it comes out of your own pay, but we'll give you the hotel room and food yeah. and drinks. And, and then, you know, you know, probably a hundred comedians submit, but they'll just send like a YouTube link to some set. And then I have send in a freaking electronic press kit with a full bio of the, you know, the photos, the, the multiple videos, promo, like all this podcast links and like everything. I'm going to have chat like, GPT write me a bio. Huh? Right. I'm going to have chat GPT write a bio for me, I think. Who's that? The fucking AI assistant thing. Oh. <laughs> have you not heard about this? This is like the no. number one thing going on right now. It's I just, don't know. You haven't heard it? about this? No. It's an AI like tool basically that will just write shit for you. And so you just put in a topic. Tell me why Gatorade is good. And it'll be like, Gatorade is amazing because Gatorade is red. And, <laughs> and then you're like, it's so cool, dude. So it will, um, I've got buddies that work in like copywriting and basically they'll just like put an idea into chat GPT, literally just like sell me this cup and they'll be like, okay, this is why you want to buy this cup. This cup is great. And then they'll go in and just edit it a little bit and they'll have copy for shit in like 10 minutes. And it's basically, it's over. <laughs> the party, the party's over. Like AI's here. It's, it's going to be fucking bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's, yeah, press kit. Get a press kit. Get a press kit. That'll separate you from 97% of comedians and the other 3% have one. 
trying to straighten it out, dude. I've got so much shit I got to do this month, so I'm like not boozing. I haven't boozed in 20 days. Yeah. Doing the dry jan thing. Were you a big boozer before, though? Huge boozer. So literally the last podcast that I did was with your roommate, Mike Eaton. Oh, yeah. And, dude, I was so hungover when I showed up to this podcast. And that, also it was like and, a long drive, huh? And Mike was also hungover. And <laughs> oh, Darian was also hungover. And it was like my fault. But when we did the pot, holy shit, dude. I literally was just like sitting there in the chair and like could not talk. <laughs> like I literally just like Mike would ask me questions and, you know, we'd have a conversation. But like, you know, the way a normal conversation flows, uh-huh. it would just hit a it would just hit a point where neither one of us would say anything for a few seconds. And we both be like, <laughs> well, and so uh that's basically the reason I'm doing the whole sober January thing is because, dude, occasionally, like I'm usually like pretty good, pretty dialed in once in a while. I'll go out to like four or five in the morning, just keep going, have people over my apartment after, just keep drinking, playing card games and stuff, yeah. keep going. And then it, every once in a while, I'll do it on a day that I have something to do the next day and I'll just be fucking useless. Like I'll, <laughs> I'll burn a Sunday. I'll burn a fucking Sunday just by going too hard in the pain on Saturday night. I don't really get that way. Like I'll get obliterated and then just like wake up fine. Yeah. Mike's a demon from hell with that shit. Dude. It's truly unbelievable. I how, have to hear him hard... waking up throwing up every morning. Oh, he does? <laughs> yeah. He throws up sometimes? Bro, he'll like wake up at like 5 p.m. And just That's like, not good. No. You can't be doing that, Mike. No. I think it's badass. It I is. respect it. I wake up pretty late. When I do that, I'll wake up at like 1 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. The thing is like... I used to be the guy where I was like, I don't get that hungover. I'm pretty good. What was that? I used to be the guy where I'm like, I don't get that hungover. Yeah. I'm in pretty good shape. I can hang. And nowadays, I get like anxiety hangovers where I just get so nervous and tense the next day. And that's basically the reason I had to hang up the booze for a little bit is I just got too tense, dude. What do you mean? If you have a dozen beers and then just go like immediately to bed, <laughs> like you don't, you don't just like wake up the next day and go, oh, like ready to rock. <laughs> like you wake up to piss at fucking 6 a.m. and you're just like, my life is a lie and everything <laughs> is terrible and there's no way the stand up shit's going to go right. And you just keep <laughs> thinking about it and thinking about it. And then, um, dude, yeah, you just like fuck with your own head. And so, I, I don't know. I just like had some shit that I needed to get done. And so I'm like, let's do sober Jan. You do. Is it tough? No. Remarkably easy. Really? Yeah. Cause like, are you going to go back to drinking when it's over? Yeah. I mean, dude, I, I don't really like drink every day. And so, mm. you know, it was kind of like Christmas to new year's bender. And so mm. anytime you go on like a nine day bender, like uh-huh. when you shake it off, like you you shake it off dude like <laughs> you have a tough time like the first couple of days were just like wow this sucks but then like by day three i was like i'm in a great mood yeah this is awesome everything's cool i pretty much drink every day but i don't like i won't get like obliterated like i'll have like at max like five drinks mm-hmm. like a night and then you know one night i'll have you know 10 or 12 and yeah. then it's back down take a day take a night off it's not it's very like i'm not an alcoholic i'm just very you're probably like me about like my drinks. Like you'll see me, you know, drunk, but I'm not, I'm not fucking, there's never a time where you'll see me at Creek where I just can't go up there and do a set. I did that one time. What? Be banana, phone, banana phone. I got so fucked up. Mike had to be like, take the microphone away. From me <laughs> <because I> was, <laughs> were you, you were on stage. No, it's just that, um, 
Oh, so you're okay. So banana phone for those of you that don't know, okay. there's a mic on stage, but there's also a mic off stage where you can heckle the comedians. Yeah. And I was just like, "You're fucking stupid!" And nobody likes you. <laughs> <laughs> yelling wild shit into the mic, and everybody was like, "God damn!" Because normally, like, my thing is I'm a covert agent when I get too fucked up. Like everybody has that friend. We're like, that guy has a drinking problem. Like mm-hmm. that guy gets way too fucked up. Nobody likes being around this guy when he's had this much to drink. Mm-hmm. He's miserable. He's clearly like blacked out. That guy sucks. I've never been that guy. Sure. I've always been the guy where like, even when I'm fucking hammered, you don't know until it's too late. And then, <laughs> and, but I'm like, dude, when I get too fucked up, I just go to bed. I you just know? leave. I yeah. leave immediately. I go, I can feel it in my system and I go, mm-hmm. I'm wasted i need to go to sleep mm-hmm. but the thing is like it's just at a level where nobody's ever going to say anything to me you know what mm-hmm. i mean nobody's ever going to be like hey that dude's got a problem <laughs> yeah. i'm like yeah but you know over the holidays i just bent it up a little bit too much yeah strung a few days together and then by the end of it was like yeah it should probably take a month off bro there's a guy there's a open mic comedian in austin that i've seen he cried he I, literally he walked in crying because he was uh, he was like so drunk at Creek last night he, he was crying and it's the second time I've seen him cry at Creek grown man he was crying he got he was crying one time because he was getting kicked out of a uh, of banana phone because somebody said something like crazy mean or something to him and he like just started crying and then he got kicked out. How long is this guy's hair? Uh, I don't know. Now I'm thinking about is it. Is it long? Is it red? No. Okay. He's a big old fat guy. Absolute. Drunk every time. <laughs> Is that who you were thinking of? No, I was like, thinking of somebody else, but that does make sense. Yeah. Th- there's no way that didn't get picked up. A hundred percent that got picked up. <laughs> oh shit. Well yeah, but I'm just, it's just like but it's just like twice. Yeah, figure like, it out, dude. It's like I've never if I if I start crying like in public, like I, I I can't remember the last time I cried. Actually, no, I cried watching Avengers Endgame. Oh uh, my god, Galen. Iron Man, dude, come on. Oh, uh, that was my childhood. Uh, but no, dude, like if you're like out in public, not just like out in public, like you're at like a, a place where you hope to work. Yeah, this is like you're a place like that you do business. Drunk crying, it's like this. Just, keep it moving. Like it's not just like an, it's making other people uncomfortable. It's like a like, dude, like, you think this is going to get you booked here? No, it doesn't help. You're just crying over, like, like I don't know. like, it makes me nervous even, like, drinking a little bit, like, getting a little bit fucked up at these places, because you're like, yeah, you could say something where you're just like, oh, my God, I regret that. Like, Never going to work like, here again. Yeah, or, like, there's other comic got kicked out of Creek last night because he fucking spilled a drink on the soundboard, and it's just like, dude, like, they're not going to forget, you, they're not going to forget that. What are you doing? Who is yeah. that? No way. Yeah. But I don't know because he doesn't drink, though. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but you I was got kicked out last night. Yeah, I was leaving uh, Creek and Clay was just like, oh, fucking what's his name? Just got kicked out. And I was like, who? And he told me and I was just like, what the hell? And then he was like, yeah, he spilled a drink on the soundboard. I got to check the video feed because some people say that he was like walking with the drink and then tripped. And some people say he set it down and then turned around and knocked it over. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, it sounds like either way it's an accident. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, no, he's, a, he's a good accidental. dude. And he's got his shit together. I've been hanging out with him a lot, actually. That yeah, guy, so. He's a he's a one. And if he did it, he's, he fucked up. He's a mistake. I mean, well, I don't made, think he was walking around pouring shit on soundboards on purpose. You know yeah, I mean? dude. That's why I was like, either way, it sounds like an Well, accident. it's also like, it's not like he's the type of dude that had like, has like 15 drinks a night and comes mm. in and just like knocks shit over. Like, yeah. Like if, if, uh, 
the guy you mentioned earlier did it, everybody would be like, yeah, he's an alcoholic <laughs> and he, he knocked it over. It's like, that's a dude that doesn't get too fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's, uh, I just don't understand. Like, like I think there was one time I, it, it was one time that I was like absolutely just blitzed at Creek. Mm-hmm. And I was, I literally had that thought. I was like, I'm going to do something embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And so I just Irish goodbye to the whole thing. I just left. And yeah. I'll, I'll Irish goodbye everything. Actually. The only people I say goodbye to are if they're like by the door or they're like at the bar and I'm like already on their way out. Those are the only people I'll say like goodbye to. Otherwise, I'm just, I'm out. Yeah. Now you'll see me tomorrow. I do get a little bit bored with the hang, just hanging out at Creek. It's mm-hmm. like turning into a Creek rat, standing in the backyard and just mm-hmm. talking to people and just hanging out with so, people while they rip cigs and you're like, I'm done. What I do done. is I'll go to Creek. I'll start my night at Creek or I'll end my night at Creek meeting, you know, just networking and shit, but I only do it for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. So you won't see me there for very long. I'll have like a drink, maybe two now. And then I'll leave it. I'll just like recruit a couple comedians and we'll just go play pool at seven grand, mm. which is like, a yeah, it's a great, a half. great bar. Yeah. Hit me up the next time you do that. I love playing yeah, pool. Probably do it tonight. Right. Um, but yeah. And so we go there, we'll play for a couple hours, you know, drink, drink, drink. Go back to Creek, have one last drink, see who else has just showed up, network a little bit, hang out with you know comics that are you haven't seen in a while, and then I'll just leave. So I, I don't understand those people that'll just be like at Creek the whole time. It's just like uh, you know, just take a couple of your comedian buddies or people you're trying to network with. You're like, hey, you want to go play some pool? And then you just go play pool. You you'll network more just playing pool with somebody than you will just like. And nobody remembers you standing around a Creek talking to them. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, so it's yeah, you go play. You're just like, oh, let's go over to Buckshot. Oh, let's go over to, you know, Seven Grand. Buckshot. Cool. Christ. <laughs> well, dude, it's cool. Dude, for the like... Dirty Six Bars are dirty. It's crazy. <laughs> well, I love Buckshot, though, just because I don't really do shots that much anymore. But if you're like an out-of-town comedian, you're like, dude, like, what's cool? You're like, I get, there's this bar over here. You can get $2 shots. It's, it's amazing. It's, yeah. It's a, you can't. There's nowhere else. I've never seen a bar that cheap. Even no, the it's... even the beers there are like 3 bucks. You're like, what the fuck? Midweek, <laughs> on the weekend, I think they bump the prices up. There. <laughs> I also forget that people just have like days of the week. Yeah, I just every day is Saturday for me. Every day, that's dangerous. It's a dangerous yeah. way to live, dude. I just well, it's not not because I'm getting fucked up all the time. It's just because I'm just like I just don't think about days of the week. I think about I think about days of the week of like when I have shows. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, cool, you know, I have a show in two days. I don't think, oh, I have a show on Wednesday. Yeah, it's it's oh, two days from now, I gotta be in East Austin and then the next day I got to be here and then the next day oh cool then I have a day off after that and then I guess that day off just happens to be a Sunday but you don't think about it I don't think anyway like I've just been day drinking all day that's what I'm drinking to Gatorade right now you, what have you been drinking today just beers my buddy's the bartender at Papadell uh, what's that it's a really bomb ass Cajun seafood restaurant oh, sick. off the 35 and he's also a comedian uh, Who is so it? Connor Corsentino. All right. Um, I think you met him with me when we scheduled the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, ago. yeah. He was the bald guy. Uh, but yeah, he's the bartender there, and so he's like, yeah, just like roll through, get you free food and drinks and shit. And I was like, all right, you know, done. So I just so yeah, I got there like noon, just started drinking, and then I was like, oh shit, and I took my dog to the dog park, brown bagging, <laughs> and I took a nap, went and picked up Mike from the airport, and now we're here. Savage. Yeah. Dude, yeah, Mike. Mike is uh, just got back from LA. Fucking won some sick rose battle out there. Yeah, Proud of the dude. boy against uh, he who shall not be named. He's just a fucking douche, bro. Wait, really? The guy who beat is a douche? <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, 
He's it's ah, it's not a thing. He's just another dude that like fights everybody on Facebook and like everything. Everything is somebody else's problem. Oh it's my god! Like, yeah, one of the internet and keyboard warriors. Well, it's the craziest thing. So this dude has cerebral palsy, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, so, like he can't use his hands. I remember so. I was doing a show with this guy like four years ago, like in Huntington Beach, and he asked me, he's like, hey, can you like open my Mountain Dew? And there's just like a can of Mountain Dew in like the side of his wheelchair, and I was like, sure. And then he like asked me to put a straw in it and then like place it to where he could like, it felt, have you ever seen Upgrade? No. Ah, really good movie. Um, it, Were you getting mad that you had to help this guy with his Mountain Dew? No, I was just, but the thing that made me mad is I was like, yeah, sure. So I had to help this guy with his Mountain Dew and put it close to where he drinks. But then you'll watch this guy like fight people on Facebook and all of a sudden he's just like Shell Silverstein, just fucking paragraphs. Just like, <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, how are you typing all that? And I'm like, dude, like, get. This is he, he like an asshole on Facebook? Yeah. So like, well, you know, to people he doesn't like, I guess. Mm. Uh, but. I think he, uh, I think he unfriended me or unfollowed me or something because I don't see his posts anymore. Mm. Um, because I think uh, I was drunk, and this ad popped into my feed for like the, there was this for like Halloween costumes, and it was like a. You're gonna say cerebral palsy medication. <laughs> <laughs> what type of shit am I looking up? Then <laughs> an ad. Uh, no, this ad, but like the the kid was wearing a costume, but the kid was also in a wheelchair. And so I just like, at first I thought that the costume was kid in a wheelchair. And so I took this, I took a screenshot of it and I like put it on my story and tagged him. And I was like, can't wait to buy my Joe costume this year or something. And he like got all mad, but I was just fucking with him. What a dumbass dude. <laughs> so you're friends with the guy then? No, I mean, we just, we're from the same scene where we, you know, back then. The Huntington Beach one? Yeah. Is that like Orange separate County. from LA? Yeah. So Orange County is like 30 miles south of LA and it's like sick down there. Uh, the stand up wise. Yeah, it was. And now it's like completely, they used to be so like on Tuesday nights, you could get up like five, you could get up on five mics. You could start off. There was one at a, uh, coffee shop at four. So would you go to LA to do spots basically? No. So here's how I kind of separated myself from everybody else is that I would, Orange County was a perfect, like training ground where it, nothing mattered. It was, you know, even the shows are in front of, you know, just people in the beach. Like it didn't matter. You can say whatever mm-hmm. you want, work on new shit. Like, cause it doesn't matter if you eat shit in front of, you know, 12 people at a bar in Huntington beach, California. Uh, and then I would work, 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 go up five times a night, go to LA, go to, or sorry, go to long beach. I would go down to San Diego and then it, I would go up, I would get booked and I would go up and do a show in L.A., and mm-hmm. people would be like, damn, who's that guy? And then I would go back to Orange County, work, 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 go up and do a show in L.A., be like, damn, who's that guy? And then eventually, so many people were like, damn, who's that guy? I just started getting spots and doing shows in L.A., started doing spots at the store, started doing roast battles, started doing all mm-hmm. this stuff. And then I would just go back to Orange County and then work, 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 work. And then that's how I think, you know, that's how I got so much material, and that's why I'm not a, you know, yeah. five-year guy with five minutes because I would, you know, work, 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 be like, okay, well now I have to come back with even funnier stuff. And then, you know, now I have to come back. With it's amazing, stuff. dude. Like I, that's why I always tell people like dude, one of the best things that happened to me was being a part of like the San Jose scene or being a part of yeah. like the Connecticut scene where it's like, dude, these are not like the marquee big name scenes, but mm-hmm. as a two year comic, you can get 10, 15 minute spots mm-hmm. and like, dude, the impact that that has on you, like when you're developing and coming up versus like, when I was in Boston, every mic spot is three or four minutes. Mm-hmm. So you never have done a six-minute set. Like, you're nervous when you get called up to do seven minutes somewhere. That's, like, a lot. Scary. Damn. It's like, dude, um, 
yeah, I don't know. Go to the B scenes, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like literally, just be a dog somewhere. Training, the, it's the, they're the Where perfect at, the training way? grounds. We're at 43. Oh, fuck it. We cruising, dude. Um, but yeah, and so, um, and that, that's why I think that like the people who start in LA, they're just already off on the, the, the wrong foot. Mm-hmm. Because also, oh yeah, here's a perfect example. Dude, even starting here. That, could you, no, dude. What do you mean? Could you? Nobody here matters. Nobody here matters, but think about it, dude. All right. We're in a position where you and I, we don't get booked that much, but we get put on shows, right? Mm-hmm. And so on a regular basis, we'll get to work out those 10, 15, 20 minute spots. That's mm-hmm. fucking awesome. Yeah. But think about the amount of time that you have to wait to get on an open mic here. Like think about like how hard it is to do multiple mics a night. Think about mm-hmm. like, you know, just like the nice thing about the little scenes is just like, you're not getting booked anyway. So it doesn't matter if there's shows and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many people are at the open mics. You just go do some terrible open mic where they might let you do 10 minutes. That's a fucking game changer. For yeah. Early on comic here. Here's he's so, so like the, the Hollywood improv, mm-hmm. uh, open mic people, the worst mic in the world. <laughs> Have you, have you done it? Yeah. So, but like you think about it. So they, the open mic at the Hollywood improv back in the day, anyway, I don't know if they still have it now, uh, but Rita and a booker would Mm -hmm. be there in the back of the room and they'd be watching all the sets and people would get spots off of this, this mic. Right. And they also have pretty good memory. So there'd be people going up there for their first time ever doing stand up, and they would just, or their fifth time or their sixth time, and they would just start off eating shit. And it's like, oh, then you see that guy around, and you're not wearing a, a name badge that says, I've only done it six times. You're just you're just a guy. Yeah. Then nobody knows how long you've been doing it. And all they know is you just went up there and sucked dick. You're not, you're not going to get booked for years at this place. Dude, I mean, that lab mic is also tough because it's mostly yeah. comics in the room. Mm-hmm. Comics are not kind audience members. Yeah. They're not good to you. They're very judgmental, and uh, they're hard to perform for. Oh, I ate shit on the Hollywood Improv mic. On when I got, I got the the bucket was rigged for me to get up. Yeah. And uh, same here. I same was, thing uh, happened to me. But I was on roast battle that night, and I went up there and I was like, "Say, like, oh, I'm gonna run my roast jokes real quick." Oh, and the no. r- the rumors, fuck you, like what the fuck? I've been waiting here all this time. You're just gonna waste the time by blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. I fucking lost that roast battle on a crowd vote, and I should have just. If I had just said him one more time, if I had said him one more time to him, like I would have fucking, my voice inflection would have fucking turned the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but, doing roast jokes at a mic is fun. I mean, uh, that mic, here's the thing about that mic. And I shouldn't say it's the worst mic in the world because it's one of the only way mics. Way worse. It's the, it's the only mic where you can get actual like pro spots off of. Mm-hmm. Like if you rip the lab mic, you can be a regular at the Hollywood Improv. That's fucking insane. Pretty cool. I was just a little salty. Because I went down there, um, somebody hit up Rita for me and got me on the mic. Mm-hmm. I was like a three-year comic. I drove down from San Francisco. Just with the mic? Mm-hmm. Damn. And uh, did the mic, hung out at my buddy's place. Just like, you know, it's a tough room to come down when you're used to like actual audience members, right? Mm-hmm. You, get, you get spoiled, man. And you, you start thinking like, oh, I'm at a comedy club, so I'm going to do well. Like the Creek mic here on Sundays is the best open mic in the world. Mm-hmm. It's fucking crazy. There's 100 people at the open mics I'm <laughs> watching. We're spoiled brats. I still haven't gone up on that mic. Why not? Because I, I, I work. I didn't, even know, I didn't even know that that mic existed mm-hmm. until like two weeks ago when I walked in. There was like 150 people there. I was like, dude, what show is this? They're like, oh, this is the open mic. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. But it's not the best open mic in the world. You ever heard of you ever heard of Anchor Bar? No. Oh, dude, this was 
a six hour long open mic and it was Whoa. the greatest of all time. It was literally. Is it dead? Is it not going? It's dead now. It died because of COVID. The bar closed down. But this guy, Evan Cassidy, uh, this was in uh, Costa Mesa, California, in Orange County. I have a friend uh, named Evan Cassidy. Really? Uh, nine, ten years ago, this guy starts an open mic at this place. Mm-hmm. And it's a place called Anchor Bar. And there's a 6, an 8, and a 10 p.m. show. And for whatever reason, you know, through the years of building it. So then when I started... When I started doing comedy, Anchor Bar was then maybe six years old. So it was in its like full steam of like whatever. It's an institution at this point. It's, yeah, 90 real audience members for each, for each, like like the 6 p.m., the, the mm-hmm. 8 p.m., the 10 p.m. So he would put, you know, the best comics on the 8. Dude, we'd be getting like crazy drop-ins. Right. Really? Like, yeah. Uh, the 6 p.m. would be for like people who had just like kind of started doing stand up. The 10 p.m. was for you know the, like the intermediate, and then the 8 p.m. would just be like just like killer central. Like dude, like the dudes that would be headlining the improv and shit would just be like coming through. Like <laughs> you would get comics from, uh, you would get comics from L.A. from San Diego all just coming just to do three minutes at Anchor Bar. It was like like Valhalla of like it wasn't even an open mic. It was just a straight show. And it was also funny because this dude. There'd be uh, like 150 comedians would like submit or whatever, and then mm-hmm. he would email back with, okay, you have a spot, you know, next week, and then the week after that, and then you know there would just be the list on the wall. Like it was, it was people crazy. get mad at the um, at the slotted mics around here, and this is so inside baseball, but basically like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the mics around here. There's four or five of them that are really good. Mm-hmm. You got to sign up for it on the internet. If they don't know who you are, you'll never get put up. And mm-hmm. those are Creek, right? Yeah. Buzzmill, Valve, and uh, what's the other one? Cap City. Mm-hmm. And they're all, dude, we're so spoiled here. Like, you cannot get booked on a show midweek and still do an open mic with like 50 people at it. <laughs> fucking crazy. Yeah. But, but then the open micers are like, oh, yeah, it's fucking bullshit. They never put us up. We never get to do these spots. And it's like, you never get to do the spots because like if we put all open micers on these, the shows would be terrible and, and then there wouldn't back. be 50 people at it yeah. anymore. Like you got to put some killers in there. Uh, I full heartedly agree. And I, it, it makes, there's nothing that makes me more than watching like a lineup or a showcase or, or have see somebody on stage that just absolutely like sucks cock because it's like, it's uh it's, we're, <laughs> We're like setting up the future almost of like comedy. Like when I go up and I'm like headlining this tour, my goal is to make comedy fans. I want yeah, these yeah. people to come back and see the next guy coming into town mm-hmm. the next week and then the next week after that. I want to build because if you think about it, like let's say a good number, like maybe 40% of every crowd ever, it's mm-hmm. probably their first time ever at a live stand up show. True. And so, you know, this is that's the show where they're like, okay, I either like live comedy or I don't. And you gotta get you them see, to come back around. Yeah, yeah, because dude, that's that's what people don't get about like being at our level and going out and headlining on the road. It's like, dude, I got I got similar type of gigs a couple times where I was fucking like doing like House of Comedy Minneapolis and like it's mm-hmm. a great room. People bought tickets, but they weren't buying tickets to see Joe Bagley. They were buying tickets to just go out and see comedy. Exactly. And it's like, dude, that's even more pressure than like a fan, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like you're a reflection of the entire business to this person. Mm-hmm. The entire I, I craft. agree. That's why it's I see a lineup of just like like five comics in a row that suck ass. And they're like, okay, cool. Now these people are never going to buy. I, I take it. Almost a little personally, it's like now you're just taking food out of my mouth by, by making this. Forty <laughs> percent of this crowd will never ever go to another live show again. Mm. Period. 
Period. Yeah. So like when you have people headlining that like shouldn't be headlining or like, you know, I'm not naming names or anything, but it's like anybody there that's like, oh, we should go. We should. We're going to go. You know, it's just the Internet hacks. Um, yeah. And it's just like they're like, oh, now they're never going to buy a ticket again. It's like, fuck. Cool. Thanks. I had a I headline when I did that comedy zone in Florida. Uh, this chick that was at the show like the next week sent me like a picture. She was back and she sent me a picture of the guy on stage and she was like, she said something like, Oh, like I'm sure like, does this make you mad that he's killing? I was like, no, that makes me fucking happy. Cause now yeah. he's killing for in a, in a scene where I'm going to be back. And like there's yeah. people at that show that are going to come and buy a ticket to see me now just cause they're like, Oh, we had such a great time at that stand up yeah. show. We should, you know, we should do this once a month. It's one of the nice things about Vulcan is putting together banger shows mm-hmm. with local guys mm-hmm. right now. Really good ones. Yeah, it's just like, dude, like we're, we're. It's that's the whole thing of like thanking the people who set the ground before us, but we could also thank the people who are setting the ground right now. Yeah, it's it's you know oh you know it's cool that this guy got arrested for saying this fifty years ago. Now we could say whatever we want. It's like we wouldn't be able to say whatever we want if there was no mm-hmm. audience. So stop booking trash ass people because now there's you know what I mean. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah it's just no i mean and i'm not saying everybody's trash or like or i'm just saying that like you know you know people don't put in the work to get better yeah is a thing and that's that's the thing that's annoying it's just like if you go up there and suck ass and then i see you go up there and suck ass and i see you go up there and suck ass and you're like making no changes you're it's like and then it's like you then you like blame the crowd and you're like well the fuck are you talking about dude blaming the crowd's fun <laughs> Dude, I did a. You can do it. Sometimes it is the crowd's fault. Sometimes, Sometimes there's nothing you can do. It's it's. Sometimes rare. Burr and <laughs> Burr could be up there bombing. Yeah, but like then, but there's so I was so I did a show. I did the roast battle pre-show at the comedy store mm-hmm. and did it a few times. But this one time, there was this guy with like a shorter dude with a backwards hat. And dude, everybody's going over there. It's like a packed belly room. Everybody's just smashing, bro. Mm-hmm. Smashing. And I went there and I fucking had a great set. This dude goes up like two comics later and just like sucked ass. Just ate a huge mm-hmm. cock. And like everything he was saying, I was like, I remember just watching it being like, this guy fucking sucks dick. Like I like 100% was on the crowd side. Like this dude fucking, what the hell? Like, Terrible. What are you talking about? Right? So I'm leaving or I'm, I'm going down to like the back patio and I was with, uh, I forget who I was with. I was walking down the stairs and this guy is like in the hallway just alone. He goes, oh, again, like, what's up? And he goes, tough crowd in there, huh? And I literally was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and just stared at him. And then I like looked at my buddy and we looked back at him and he goes, oh, you know, they weren't, jokes weren't working. I was like, I don't know if you watched the whole show. Everybody killed. Yeah. And he was like, ah, you, you, you know, and just walked away. I was like, dude, don't fucking like, it was just, I just get so, it's just like, bro, like he thought he seriously thought he was like, there must've been something wrong with that crowd. It's like, dude, everybody else before you destroyed the guys after you killed. And it's just like, you thought, oh man, pff, off day for them, huh? Nothing, nothing I could do to make myself better. I've seen that happen a couple of times. It's like, dude, listen to your set. Oh, hear what, you know, it's just me. I don't know. I did a comics podcast one time. And uh, this dude absolutely fucking bombed on a show. Ate shit. Like before this? Yeah. But he, the last show we'd done together, he ate shit. I did okay. I had a pretty good set. And so <laughs> when I saw him, when I was on the podcast, I was like, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, last time I saw you, man. Tough crowd. We both bombed. And he goes, you might have bombed. I didn't fucking bomb. And I go, all right, this guy's out of his mind. 
This guy's out of his fucking mind. I'm trying to be nice and, and rope myself in on the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> you clearly suck. So, I don't know, dude. There's, there's, um, look, we were talking about this last night at a show that I was doing, and I'm like, there's a healthy and unhealthy delusion in stand up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, healthy delusion is I could do this, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want to fucking make this happen. Mm-hmm. That's helpful delusion, is what I should say. It is like just dreaming a dream, going hard in the paint to get it. I'm going to find a way to make this work. Unhealthy delusion is, oh, I'm crushing right now. Like, like when you're not, and it's crazy how many people have that feeling, dude. Yeah. I, I've never seen anything like it. It's mental illness. But when I, when I bomb, like I'm like the first one to just be like, man, that fucking, I suck. Like I'll fucking, I'll be on stage. I'll be like, man, I suck. <laughs> like, well, cause it's, it's just the, you know, the, I deliver everything in the same cadence. It's the same everything. And so it's like, it's very obvious. I'm not like telling a story and then I miss a punchline. I'm like, it's very, it's very obvious if it's like stuff's like, if it doesn't work or if it's, you know, mm-hmm. if it's work, I have a very hard and I could, I can measure it when I listen back to my set list, I could measure, uh, each, uh, like laugh break. And then there's like the voice inflections and I can, I could take all this like data out of just an audio recording of my set and be like, I could give you scientific proof. And I was like, oh, I fucking bombed. Yeah. <laughs> I could compare it to this other set at the same place. If there's an eight and a 10, I, I will listen to both and be like, oh man, well this fucking laugh break was 15 seconds. This one was only seven. What did I, like, did I speed through my own thing? Did I stomp on that? You know, just everything. And then there's just people that was just like, eat shit. And they're just like, dude, I destroyed that. It's just like, what? Even when you like, it's so funny because it's like, like it is such a rush when you like you just kill, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh man, like you're just like, dude, I fucking I ripped that one, and then but it's like, it's like I get like I I like bombing because it like makes me more, I'm like ah, I gotta get back up there, I gotta fucking nope, nah, sorry, nope, I'll go and I'll fucking when I the first time I did the Irvine Improv, I was like three months into comedy, I did three open mics before that set. And then I tried to go do a mic after that set. And my buddies who like came out to the show were like, fuck that. We're going to go out drinking. And I was like, all right, I guess we're going to go out drinking. Yeah. But that whole time we were out drinking, I was just like, ah, man, that one fucking joke didn't work. And I was like, this fucking, <laughs> why didn't that fucking joke work? And then I, you know, I went to four open mics the next day and I literally opened with that joke every fucking time. And I was like, nah, 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 this fucking, this is funny. This is funny. And then I fucking, and there was, uh, I think on two or the three sets, I said the joke multiple times. I was like, I started with it a couple of did it again. I'm like, I can, I'm going to get this fucking I'm gonna timing, figure right. this fucking thing out. This timing, right. It like, kills me. Yeah. So, and then people just won't do that. Yeah. Like the, the work at all. I know people that don't even record their sets. I record my sets only to not listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I will do? Like a lot of people like listen to a bomb and be like, why didn't that work? I just like listen to the good ones and just go. <laughs> and when I, sometimes I'll just like forget how to do a bit and I'll go back and find a good tape of me doing it and go, oh, that, that worked. I do that too. Where if I go off a bomb, I'm like, fuck dude, what the hell? And I'll just like, I'll like go on my press kit and like watch a tape and just be like, oh, okay. I am good. I'm good. I'm good at this. Go to bed. Yeah. It was just a rough night, you know, but yeah, so it was funny. So I did a theater. I did a, I did a theater, uh, for the comedy zone in Kerrville and I was doing I didn't 30. Know there were this many comedy zones. Is it's that crazy. like a thing? So there's the, there's comedy zones that are like the, you know, brick and mortar, you know, South Carolina, fucking Charlestown, whatever, like the actual comedy zones. And then they also like do like licensing and you could like turn your venue into a comedy zone 
and stuff like that. And so this was a theater gig through the comedy zone, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a there wasn't a comedy zone logo out front or behind you or anything, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And um yeah, so I fucking I was doing thirty at this theater gig and I fucking bombed, dude. Uh-huh. I fucking I did the the first the long set bomb is is really quite a magical thing, dude. Well, when you have to, when you have to do forty five <laughs> minutes, you just start, people just start just eating shit right off the rip. <laughs> and you're like, well, no, because it right it's not just that. bombing. Like if you bomb on a ten minute spot, it's not a big deal. If you bomb on a forty five, you're like actively ruining someone's <laughs> night out, dude. Like they were having a good time and you ruined it. <laughs> That's, that is a I've never thought about it that way <laughs> uh, I got a babysitter and then you fucked it all up dude. <laughs> oh dude dude so uh the second show the second you're gonna love this the second show in Harrisburg Saturday night um uh, Dude, there's, you know, it's full. It wasn't sold out. It was, you know, halfway filled, but it was a great crowd. And I'm having, you know, Mike went up, did 30, had a great set. I'm having like a great set. They had this to the side of the stage, they had this like roast zone. Mm-hmm. And there's people sitting there that, you know, there's like flames on the wall. They paid extra to sit in like this, the, you know, the flame zone. So I'm roasting them. And everything I'm saying what? is just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything I'm saying is like smashing, bro. There was this fucking, oh, dude, this is the day before 9 11. And there was just this like Muslim dude there alone, like no drinks. And oh, so I'm God. just destroying, you know what I mean? And the guy is like saying, <laughs> st- he's saying stuff back. And then I'm like twisting it, just leveling, dude, with this guy. And then so like the whole time I'm doing this with these people. And there was a cu- there was just a, a couple and then this fucking just lone Muslim guy. And I could see in the front row on the, the right hand side, there's this like older woman who's like maybe 50s and her like maybe 50s husband like on their phone the whole time they haven't laughed at shit but i'm also having such a great set that nobody even notices that i shouldn't have noticed it i don't care i tell a joke it doesn't work and so i was like all right now i'm gonna pivot to these people no 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 sorry this is what happened the fucking her phone rings her fucking phone rings in the front row and she had her ringtone was a lullaby like a legit fucking lullaby and it rang for like a like like 15 seconds so like the whole room Did she answer it. it no no so she like but they're like back on their phone and so fuck what did i say um oh yeah so they go they go back to their phone or whatever and so i'm just like i said something gets a pop and then they just didn't even like acknowledge that i had even just said anything so i was like what the fuck so i was like hey 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 and they finally like look up and i was like someone had better just fucking died Bro, this lady starts bawling, crying. She's like, my, my mom just died. Like, all this stuff. And I was like, I'm now I'm thinking that she's just like, fuck with me. And I was like, dad, you know, like, whatever. So I start just like, you know, said some mean shit. It gets like a halfway pop because now people are just kind of like, oh, this lady's actually like really crying. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like, no. Oh, shit. So she gets up and she starts like walking out and her husband's like following her. And it's like now just like dead silent. Uh, and they're like walking out. And so I was like... I, the the place is so big that I was like, if I wait for her to walk all the way out, I was like, um, yeah, this could like, I could just, I still got like 30 more minutes, dude. <laughs> like this could, this, you could be like break my set. And so I said, uh, like, isn't it kind of funny that people use lullabies to fall asleep, but a lullaby let her know that her mom fell asleep forever. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets a huge, he gets a huge reaction, like a huge pop. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, I got him back there leaving, whatever. And so some dude like heckles out, 
and it was like, <laughs> it was like, you did it, or like, it was your fault, or something, I was like, I didn't do it, I'm not God, and then, you know, it gets like a mild pop or whatever, and then, but, so that Mike's in the back of the room, and so this lady, so when I'm like, I didn't do it, I'm not God, I guess she yelled out, but like, people were laughing at what I had said, so I didn't hear it, I don't think anybody has heard it, but Mike hears it, the manager of the club hears it, and there's like a group of like, local open mic comics that were like at the show, but she yells out, you're not funny either, and like, like on her fucking way out, I was like, dude, so all I hear is like, Mike, <laughs> <laughs> like from the back of the room. <laughs> so <I was> like, <laughs> That's a great mic impression. <laughs> yeah, but dude, let's, let's, so like after the show, you know, I go up to the uh, the manager of the club and he just tells us that, that this lady had came up to him. So they had been trying to go to a show, but her mom has been in like hospice or something. So they've been trying to like, they've been, you know, rescheduling their tickets, rescheduling their tickets. And so then it just happens to fall on the night that I'm there. And uh, he, they come up to him and they're like, hey, you know, we might get a phone call. We might get a text. We might, be, we might have to, you know, leave or whatever. And this guy seats them in the front row, dude. Oh, my God. So like, I know they paid. I know they paid extra to be in the front. Put them in the back, bro. Why would you yeah. do that? And then it just so happens that, bam, they get the fucking phone call that her mom died. And I just happened to be like, somebody better fucking die, bitch. <laughs> you know, it was, oh, it was, my God. And I don't have, I just have the audio. I don't have the video. I want to hear this audio at some point. Dude, I'll find it. I don't, I don't have to figure out what so minute bad. it was. It's, I listened to it once, and I was like, man, I wish... Like if I could fucking find an animator or something, like because it was just the audio was so fucking funny, and it's just like, man, if I had you hear that, you're tape, not funny on it. Could you hear that? No, because my phone was with me on the stage. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was fucking That's top un- five. Even though you know people are like, oh, so like me and Mike had a conversation afterwards, and I totally, me, if I had waited for them to like leave, I st- me saying that still would have got a pop just because I was you know. They were super duper on my side, mm-hmm. but I just like panicked and just like said it while they were like midway through the crowd. <laughs> and I was like, but you know now, but you you learn you. That's how you learn. You Dude, know. I just looked at your fan, by the way. It <laughs> it doesn't even turn on. I don't think <laughs> it's got so it's got so much dust that it looks like you stuck each of the blades in mud <laughs> individually. And by the way, somebody made out with this glass that you gave me. <laughs> you fucking dickhead. You gave me the dirtiest glass all the time. <laughs> you had to call me out like that. I just yeah. didn't notice. I was like, this club looks clean. <laughs> it's okay, dude. Yeah, the roommate doesn't let me fucking clean dishes here because I'll just like rinse them out and be like, eh, it's clean. Is that what you do? You hit it with the, the light rinse? Yeah, just hit it with the fucking, not a light rinse, but I'll just use the, the wand, you know, the <laughs> just get the food <laughs> off of it. You're just going to eat it off it again. How many times have you had COVID? <laughs> <laughs> I've never had COVID. Dude, that's not possible. No, 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 dude, I don't know what it is. I think it's fake. Mm. <laughs> You're just immune. You're one of those yeah. guys that has like this. I worked, I worked the whole pandemic sniffles too. all the time. Uh, yeah, sometimes I have, my allergies are ass, but I just, I don't, I mean, I don't think I got COVID. My buddy had it like bad. Mm. And then, um, and so, you know, I was, you know, FaceTiming him like while he had it and I was like, yeah, I haven't had that. Whatever. I met a dude that, uh, today actually, it was like, um, it was, uh, I went and we had some appointment and the dude was like wearing a mask and I was like, all right, it's, you know, it's a little still rocking the mask. (laughs) And then. 
we just sort of got got to talking and he's like, yeah, I had it in 2020 and I like went to the hospital for four days and then I got it again and like the same thing happened. And he's like, so I'm like, I'm like, I, I got to stop just judging random people that I see because <laughs> the dude could have fucking died, you know, like. Well, that's what I think. I mean, it's not funny, but I thought, you know, if there was anything that we would find humor in. It was just that, like, nobody knew, like, anything. So they were like, you got to put them on the ventilators. And it turns out the ventilators were killing people. Oh, you got to do this. And it turns out that was oh, killing yeah. people. You got to fucking, it's like, then it turns out, like, going to the hospital was, like, a death sentence. You would have just been better off at home, like, just breathing the actual air. It's like, dude, like, I don't, we, like, whatever, I don't know what was happening for real and what was just done. Like, I don't follow, I don't care about politics you're or anything. Just a, you're a magical man. You just dodged the vid. I was just saying that I'm just like, dude, whatever. I think I had it three or four times. What? Three, maybe four. No. So I think I got it 2020, 2021, and then probably once in the last year and just didn't notice. Really? Yeah, because it's been like two years at this point, so I must have just gotten, gotten hit once. Why you, do you you're think exposed that? to it, Dude, you're exposed to it every time you go out in Austin. You don't understand that. What? Every, every time you walk in the creek, you're breathing COVID. You're just, really? Yeah, 100%. I just don't think about it. Anytime you go in any club, you're sucking in the, the fucking Roni. So you're just, dude, you probably just had it. You got a beast immune system from day drinking on Bud Lights and then crushing red, red Gatorades. You know how strong, like, drinking on a regular basis makes your immune system? I, Straight I up. the opposite. I was on vacation. Well, this is what I, okay. this is where I'm going with this. I was on vacation with my family. Everyone got the flu. My mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my brother's girlfriend. All of them got the flu. Brought his girlfriend. And they got it bad. And I started to get the sniffles. And then I <laughs> went on dry Jan. And I think my immune system was like, whoa. <laughs> what are we going to do? We don't, we got nothing to fucking do. And then they, they just like, my immune system beat the shit out of the virus when I introduced it into the system. And then just fucking walked out. Yeah, I don't really get sick. So, I mean, you might be right. So, like that, there's a bottle of Dayquil right there. I had, I got, I had something and I was like, oh man. And then I had, I just watched TV all day, drank half a bottle of that. And then I woke up the next day just like it never happened. Mm. It was like, dude, all right. It's good. I got the, did you get the vaccine? Yeah, I, I didn't get boosted, but I got the regular one. I got the same. I didn't get boosted either, but I got it. Um, just cause I wanted to go do, like I was going on a, another tour and I was doing venues in San Francisco and you like had to have, mm. so I literally just like got the shot just for the card. Is that still a thing out there? You still need the card to go? I don't know. But the thing that was wild is that the fucking, one of the shows was like in the tenderloin, bro. We were fucking stepping over crack yeah. pipes and they was like, let me see your vaccine card. I was like, dude, there's Crazy. like homeless people right here. <laughs> like, why do you, what the fuck are you talking about? I know. Well, homeless people can't give them, give it to you. Unhoused people <laughs> can't, unhoused. can't give or receive COVID. Word. There was this fucking crackhead that walked. The funny thing about this is, uh, it was, uh, I think it was a place called like Piano Fight or something. I've done that bar. Uh, yeah, but like the back room where there's like like a a small theater in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Expecting just to be a bar show. We walked by, there's like seventy people packed in these bleachers. I was like, this is pretty fucking sick. And we were. It was me, my buddy Dom, and Raphael, and uh, we we did it or whatever. And then there was another show in some like other room that wasn't stand up. And so I was like, "Oh, like I got curious." So they were outside because they thought I was just gonna run in there and get paid real quick, mm-hmm. and then run back out, and then we we're gonna leave. 
because they were having a miserable time in the Tenderloin. Because the entire drive, I was like, dude, I got us a hotel in the Tenderloin. Just like, ha, ha, ha. And then we, like, you know, just, like, fucking around. He was like, dude, we're not going to the fucking Tenderloin. And then the show's in the Tenderloin. And we were like. There were, when I was doing comedy in SF, there were a lot of really good shows in the Tenderloin. Like yeah. A ton of them. The Magic Castle. What was the castle? What was the castle show? It was, an one, um, it was an open mic at some place called the Castle. There was and every one time it was, copyright and uh, copyright and trademark was amazing when it was going. Mm. So good. What's the? It was it was ran by a guy named Kaiser Lieb, or at least that. I was, love Kaiser, great yeah, guy. Yeah, he's he, in Montana. He's gonna come to my show when I do Bozeman. Oh really? Yeah. Oh dude, well tell him I say hi. But he was hosting this mic, like in like 2018 at this place in the Tenderloin, and me and my buddy was there, and they did this thing where like. If you're the first time there, they'd be like, welcome to the Magic Castle or whatever the fuck it was. But the mic was like fire, like fire. Really? Yeah. And I was like, damn. It was the only time I ever, I've only, I think that's the only mic I've ever done in San Francisco. The only other times I'm there is to do shows. But, but yeah, that mic was like, it was like a show. It was gas. San Francisco comedy was like a really good time. And you could get up a lot. Really? You do a lot of spots, yeah. Daytime spots. And you get some weirdo crowds, though? Fuck yeah. Really? I mean, dude, I had my buddy, um, he's a Muslim dude, and he was, uh, it was like Ramadan or something, so he had like a, he had a fit on, and he was getting, I just, I'll never forget this, like, it was San Francisco, so we're doing like an outside show in 2021 in the cold, and he's getting yelled at by a, a lesbian couple <laughs> and I'm just like this is the most San Francisco set I've ever seen dude this is like outdoors getting screamed at by somebody that doesn't like the way you said something you're like, like yeah normally they're actually pretty cool the SF crowds I'd say overwhelmingly are like a lot of fun but there's just a couple people that just spoil the fun because most people like the amount of people that are actually like woke woke where they're gonna have a legit problem with something you say is so small yeah you know the majority of people are actually like pretty cool and well, that's the whole thing with this uh, brewery tour that we're doing. We're going to some like backwoods places like mm-hmm. Gillette, Wyoming and like Laramie, Wyoming and Love shit. Love Laramie, Wyoming. It's really? Cool. I've been. Never heard of it. It's great. Did I say it right? So, yeah. And, uh, Laramie? Laramie. Laramie. So, um, dude, so if you um, to drive from my house in Connecticut to San Francisco, you you don't have to make any turns. 90 becomes 80 and you take 80 all the way out there. So, and the road goes through Laramie. Oh, nice. So Laramie, I stopped, dude, there's a, I don't know what the name of the Thai place is, but it's <laughs> put in Thai food. It'll show up. I got a, I got a hankering for it, you know? Okay. Dude, unfucking believable So go get some Thai food in Laramie. It's where Josh Allen played in Laramie. The university's out there. Oh, cool. Just making sure Mike didn't crash my car. I was like, I heard multiple vibrations. I was like, that motherfucker. Yeah. He's got the worst luck with cars. Um, yeah, he got smashed into or something, right? His car's still on the side of the road on fucking on uh, uh, Seventh and Red River. <laughs> fucking yeah, some drunk threat. dude. That was the funniest thing of all time. It was that this. So he texts me and like you know, uh, I don't. He wasn't drinking that night, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he he comes back to his car uh, at like five a.m. after having a great night. He was like, dude, that was he was like, dude, that was the happiest I've been in a long time. And his car just smashed the fuck up. Like both ends, the sides. It's like halfway up on the curb, just smashed. So this in. is my theory: real drinkers, like real heavy drinkers, when they don't drink, are dangerous on the road. 
because they're just like still out of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you're like more out of, you're more of a liability when you're not boozing because you're just like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> Bro, this lady, I guess was just drunk driving. She smashed five cars, almost ran this guy over. And it was like one of the front pages on mm-hmm. Reddit. And I don't know if you saw this when Mike shared it, but the fucking cover photo for this Reddit post was just her car plowed into his car. <laughs> now she's, and the, the, the fucking reverse lights are on. So the main picture is just her plowed into his car, just pulling out of his car to, to hit and run. <laughs> like, she hit and run it? Yeah. She's way gone. Mike's fucked. They didn't get a plate or anything? They got the plate and the, the cops are just like being like, oh, you know, we'll get around to it type of thing. Oh my Smashed God. five cars, bro. Five cars. They have the plates, videos, surveillance, like 30 witnesses. And the cops are like, we'll see what we could do. Why are Austin police so hands off? Because I've heard multiple stories of that where they're just like, have they, because I originally, I was just like, oh, it's probably like the defund thing. But I think then, they got defunded. They just don't care. I've Yeah. I've heard they, they like didn't give a fuck three years ago. Like originally I thought that was the case. And then I'm like, oh yeah, these guys were always just kind of fucking around doing absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Well, as you just see some of the stuff that they deal with, like the crackheads, the homeless people, fucking people getting knifed on sixth street, like just like randomly shootings on sixth street, like every night. And it's like, they have to like be down there. Oh dude. So I saw one of the craziest things I've seen in a while out on, um, out on the street. So where are we at? 116. We're chilling. Oh fuck. Yeah. All right, I'm so just checking that I fucking forgot to replace the battery, so I'm just making sure that the battery level's good. Okay, hell yeah. What time? Do you have a hard out? T- no, I gotta take off in like 15. Does cool. that work? Yeah, let's, do, let's it. do it. Sick. So, all right, I'll tell you this story. Two days ago, I have like a balcony, you know, porch, and I, I always like go out there and just look around at what's going on. There's almost never anything going on. And you step out there, and there's like a bunch of homeless dudes that hang out in front of the Target. <laughs> and um, I, I look out one day, and this dude. He's like screaming, just like, fuck you, you piece of shit. And just is just grabbing like suitcases of stuff and throwing it into the road while cars are driving by. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So I go out and he's like, there's another dude's chasing down. He's beating this guy up. He's running. I went down there later. I was like, and I'm looking at this guy. I, I come by a half hour later. I look at this guy. He's wearing like a black t shirt and khakis. Like, he doesn't look like he's like homeless. This is the guy that's yelling? Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I go and I ask Target. I was like, what happened there? And they go, just some dude was just like blacked out and uh, was like an MMA fighter. And he just came down the street, was like looking for somebody to fuck up. And he just pointed at one of the homeless dudes and was like, you. And just beat the shit out of him and then threw all of his stuff in the road. And I'm like, <laughs> so what happened? They, they were like, well, like. You tell me what happened. The guy's sitting there drinking a fucking natty ice, still sitting outside. He didn't get booked. Because what happened was the the cops came down, and they were like, hey, man. They were talking to the guy that got beat up. And they were like, we want to throw this guy in jail. But for us to throw this guy in jail, we need you to tell us what happened. What happened? And he just was like, I don't want to press charges. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. And so this dude just got to just chill outside with his natty ice. <laughs> And sit in front of the target after like literally just like beating a homeless guy almost to death and then throwing <laughs> all of his stuff in the road. I was like, this is fucked up. <laughs> Bro. You know there's like like beat up clubs where people like do shit like that? They just yeah, go, like, I'd, beat I'd heard people rumblings up. of that. So there's this there's this uh former UFC fighter, uh, uh and he's he actually did my podcast, episode fifty, 
a couple years ago, and he but when he was a kid, he was like a UFC champion. Mm-hmm. When he was a kid, or not like not like a kid, when he was like a teenager, he was part of this like gang called, and he grew up in Orange County. This is which is there's nowhere in Orange County that's like hard. Mm-hmm. Santa Ana, sure, uh, but he was in this group called the Lords of South County. And they would just like go around and just like beat up old people. Oh my god! <laughs> they were just like bored. There's nothing more dangerous than a bored, rich white teen. Terrible. They'll just go around beating people. Yeah, so they were just bored. Just bored teenagers. Bored and in rich. general. Oh, dad'll dangerous. Ba- dad'll bail us out. We won't even spend the night in jail. They just go beating up old people, like just like walking down the street. It's fucked up. And then, yeah, but it's like I didn't even. So I didn't even like know about that. I don't know if you could find that like online or anything. And. My buddy is like a huge UFC fan. He like he was like, "Oh, you're gonna have that guy on the podcast, bro." Like this, you know this about this guy? And I was like, "No." And then I fucking straight up like point blank asked the guy like on the podcast. I thought he was gonna kick my ass. Really? He and, was mad. Yeah, he wasn't happy to talk about that. <laughs> he used to just do that. He used to just fuck people up in the street. Yeah. What did he say to you after the podcast? The rap. Nothing. Uh, nothing about that. Uh, we we recorded it in the uh, parking lot of Anchor Bar. And then we went into the open mic because he tried to like start. He tried to start doing like stand up. Oh he's on. He's on a bunch of the old Rogan episodes for like 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 ten years ago, like the beginnings of like the Rogan episodes. What's his name? Uh, Ian McCall, Uncle Creepy. Really? Yeah. I had a friend named Ian McCall from Ireland. <laughs> Second time that's happened yeah. on this episode. It was also crazy because it was like so during the pandemic. I worked for. I just delivered for Amazon, mm-hmm. and so like I would just like deliver to that dude too at the same time. I'd be like, <laughs> he just hated you. No, I never saw him. I mm. just saw the name on like the package. Yeah, uh, cool. But yeah, it was it was crazy. But like it was a good episode. Uh, he's also like a leading researcher uh, for like psilocybin, uh, like microdosing psilocybin, and like. Do so you work for like Maps or something? For what? For maps. I don't know what that is. It's Medical Association for Psychoactive Studies. They're like uh, they're doing really innovative shit. Maybe yeah, but he's like researching like like reversing like CTE almost with with shit like this, and it's mm. like. I guess it's pretty effective. I don't know Crazy. anything about it, but he talked about it on the podcast. Yeah, mushrooms are uh it's it's a pretty pretty important thing to do. I think they've really helped my mental health and stuff. But they were helping and then they stopped working. They just got too aggressive and scary lately and I'm like that's really probably a sign that I need to go to therapy or something and figure it out. That's what happened with my mushroom trip and now I can't smoke weed anymore. Really? Yeah. Why is that? I just told the story on the podcast, but like the short form Never took mushrooms before. Me and I was a huge stoner. Me and my buddy, we took these shrooms. Took way too much because we didn't even know. We didn't know like the like dosage or like and, but you know like the a cap and a stem. We just like had a bag and split it mm-hmm. and just like uh, yeah, I probably had like I don't know six stems, six caps, and I'm small ass motherfucking guy. So you were rocked. Yeah, and uh, uh, it was crazy. Long story, but then it, the mushroom trip itself was amazing. Amazing! It was like I've never laughed harder in my life. Uh, it gave me abs. Like the next day, I had abs, <laughs> dude. Like we were laughing so hard, just like just like shooting tears out of my eyes, like mm-hmm. laughing at shit. And we're sitting on my stepdad's balcony. Uh, you know, the sun's setting now, and you know we're coming down. And my buddy was like, "Hey, we should smoke some weed and like extend this." And I was like, "Oh, this, mm. you know, it sounds like a good idea." And not realizing that like weed and mushrooms are like they go in like opposite directions on the. Uh, whatever like the psychoactive whatever yeah and so we did that and you know some people could do it just fine and then for whatever reason i hit the bong and then my buddy's like telling me a story sitting right here on my right 
and you know I, I see his his mouth moving and shit and then it just it just sounded like the all the air in the world got sucked out like it literally sounded like and like the world just went dead silent like i like slowly turned and looked at my buddy and he was still like talking but it's just dead silence dead silence and this voice like just came in the back of my head saying that like i died so like, i convinced myself that i had died Oh and so like, I just started like freaking out. So I, like, you know, I, I, I run inside. I'm freaking the fuck out. Like, like shake, like, sh- like she can't like, like it was like I had like Parkinson's or something like, like that freaked out. I'm like trying to call my grandma. Cause I was like, I was like, Oh, you know, my grandma will know what to do. Didn't answer. I was like, I'm dead. You know, I fucking tried to call my mom. Didn't answer. I was like, I'm fucking, I'm dead. I must be dead. And so I went, I took like five showers in a row just trying to like, Oh, I can rinse this out of me. Now oh I try to force myself to go to bed. You, get, you know what a good one is? Just get hammered. Really? Just get fucking hammered. Fuck. Well, see, I was a rookie. I didn't know any of this stuff. Yeah, and just so, get... It's, I, I never mix weed because I, I personally hate weed. Mm. Not a stoner. I can't do it. Mm. Um, it's amazing watching again. To bring up Mike again, but to watch... No, Mike doesn't smoke weed and never has. Never has. Um, he never has. Yeah, that's the most amazing thing about him, actually. <laughs> he's never smoked he's, weed. He's dry January his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It is yeah, those people that just like you just see them like ripping pens all day and you're like, bro. It's insane. I I my I've got a lot of friends and family that are like that where you, you can just to me, I've never understood the mental place to be stoned in public. To me that's always looked like the scariest thing that you can do. Really? Yeah. I, I mean do, I couldn't do anything without like ripping a, a fucking bull first and it got to the point where my friends were like, dude, we don't want to like hang out with you anymore. Really, and then did this mushroom trip, which was also five days before COVID happened, and uh, I was like, "Oh man!" And so then I had like an existential crisis, for, like that whole time. And then the next day, I was still kind of like panicky. Next, the day after that, for like a week, two weeks, I was like, "Man!" And then it finally kind of went away, and I was like, "All right, cool." And so then I smoked weed again, and just bam, it just sent me right back into that black hole. I was like, "Nope, never again." Nice. I was like, "Nope, not doing it." And so like the only times I ever smoke weed is if I'm just like absolutely like obliterated and i'm like oh cool like my thoughts there are no thoughts <laughs> you know who <laughs> cares no thoughts tonight but there was there was actually uh i was doing a show here uh a few months back and some comic from new york was like oh dude like i have this blunt like you know let's go outside and, and talk and i was like all right so i like i you know i hit this guy's blunt and then like i just started get like i get this feeling like when I'm about to have like one of those things on weed where it just like goes through my body. I'm like, I'm about to freak the fuck out. I got to get the fuck out of here. So I started having that. I started like freaking out. And so I fucking leave the fucking, uh, the venue or whatever. And I'm like walking down one of the, the streets, to, like get back to my car, which is parked under the bridge. And I was just going to like, listen to logic, you know, and just like, oh, God. just, just songs. make me want to drive the car off the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> just, just listen to songs where I know the words. So I can start singing the words, distract myself and then just kind of reset. Uh, and then trying I'm like, to distract yourself is the hardest thing to do because it's you. You don't fall for that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta be real dumb to distract yourself. <laughs> and I was walking, and I just see this car like slowly pull up next to me, and I'm like, now I'm like freaking the fuck out because I'm like, I'm about to get like kidnapped and like sex trapped, and I'm a small guy, you know, like they could totally do it. And then I just hear, "Hey, buddy, where are you going?" And I turn to this mic. And I was just like, oh, dude, you know, just, you know, I've, I've, we've known each other for years. So, like, he knows my whole, like, situation. And so I was like, oh, just, you know, smoke some weed, you know, go home, freak out, you know, like, what? And just like, he's like, no, you're not, get in. And so, like, you know, I got in the car and then we went to, like, Creek or something and I was totally fine. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, 
was like, oh, dude, like, I don't know how that night would have went had, like, Mike not just, like, slowly been like, yeah, no, good. Just, just get in the Mike's car, dude. He's a good guy to save you. Yeah, I know. He's very, like, if I were to ever do drugs again, I would have to do it with a guy like that. You need, like, you need a coach a, or something. A calming voice or of just, like, you're fine and you trust that you're fine. The calming voice of Mike Eaton. <laughs> Can you do the laugh again? Dude, you did too much. You're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta go do this All spot. Right, well, Let's I wrap. Leave the, uh, I leave the final minute of the podcast to the guest to say whatever, plug whatever, any final parting words of wisdom you want to embark on our listeners. This next minute is all you, my man. Dude, I'm uh, I'm just launching a brand new YouTube channel, and you can just find the link to it on my Instagram. It's in there. It's at uh, Joe Bagley Comedy, and I'll be in Bozeman, Montana, on February 24th. So if you just happen to be one of the 50,000 people that live there, God bless. Come on out. See ya. Awesome. Thanks for doing the pod, bro.